Welcome to Let's Talk, a podcast where we just talk about life's ups and downs, about the existential questions, and the small day-to-day stuff, pretty much anything. Join me, Sarah, and me, Amy, for a 30-minute conversation about whatever. Let's talk. About what? About persistence or perseverance, either word would describe what we're talking about today. Well, awesome. <laughs> Fantastic. We'll talk about them both. Okay. Yeah. So this is a great, I know we've um, talked about some things that sort of go hand in hand with this. You and I were talking a little bit before the episode about how, as we were sort of reflecting on what we wanted to say today, we both were going back to like, oh, remember when we talked about goal setting and like habits and um, so if you have not listened to those podcasts of ours, you know, you can either pause this one and go check those out, or you can listen to them after, or I mean, or you could not listen to them at all, but they are there. Um, Cause we have sort of, um, I think this is a big one for you. And I personally is this topic. So we do tend to talk about it a lot. And maybe we'll talk about it on the podcast again in the future in another various form. Uh- <laughs> Um, but I, I think this is going to be really a good thing to revisit, um, as we're sort of returning back to some sense of normalcy. Um, life has been really, really weird for like Mm -hmm. the last, whatever we're at 13, 14 months. I don't know. Time is all just blurred together. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) and we're going to sort of be relearning our, outside the home skills, you know, if you will. Um, And this is different for everybody. I mean, you know, people with social anxiety or even just introverted people, um, it's gonna be a little bit weird coming back out into public. The way that we've been working may be changing if you've been working from home and now you're going back into an office with coworkers. Um, It's, we're gonna all be sort of starting over um, or we're in, you know, um, some stage of starting over right now, or many of us will be anyway. Um, if you have been out amidst this, this whole time for one thing, thank you. Um, mm-hmm. you know, it's taken a lot of really important people to keep, a keep us moving along throughout all of this. But mm-hmm. I mean, even for those of you who's, you know, personally aren't going to be changing what they're doing, the rest of us who are sort of re-entering society are going to change everything around you. Um, so I think that talking about, um, perseverance, sticking with things, even when things are a struggle, um, feel overwhelming, feels easier to just sort of give up and sit with where we know things are comfortable. Uh, this seems like a good topic to talk about right now. Yeah. You know, and I think that, I think that it's been, just this past year, it has been so weird. And I think so draining and taxing and difficult for people um, that, you know, I think there was this initial thought when all of this started that people would kind of take advantage of the time and learn things and do things. And, you know, I've seen so many different cartoons and stuff of, you know, that kind of depict people starting out with that thought on day one. And, you know, by the time you're, you're, I mean, sometimes not even that far in, um, you know, you don't even want to get out of bed, really. You just want to stay in bed and watch Netflix. And that's all you want to do with your time. Um, 
And so I think that, um, you know, there's definitely a sense of maybe wanting to get back to accomplishing things or feeling like you're doing something worthwhile um, as it's just been, it's been one of those kind of hunker down and just get through it kind of times for so many of us um, that, you know, I think that now the, the weather's turning nicer. It's getting, I mean, you know, I guess depending on where you are, but I mean, uh, you know, it's spring and um, it's, it's getting warmer and people are, you know, getting back outside and, and we're, you know, people are getting vaccinated and we're able to start doing more things. And, you know, I think that, you know, at least maybe for some people, probably not for everybody, but for, for some people, there's probably a little bit of a renewed energy starting to maybe peek its head out and be like, you know, I really want to, um, you know, I do want to start getting back to normal, or I do want to start, um, you know, getting things back on track or, or you know, whatever. And so, yeah, I think that it's, it's good maybe when we're in this space of thinking about what, what do I want to accomplish? What do I want to do and stuff to um, not just think about how to kind of set your goals and habits and persist, but to prioritize what it is that you really want to put that energy into. Um, Because I think that what can happen sometimes is that we value perseverance and getting things accomplished and stuff so much that we try to commit ourselves to everything. We kind of feel like we need to persist on, on every front and, and, you know, never give up on anything. And I just don't think that's true. I think that we need to decide where am I going to really put this energy in? (laughs) Yeah. I think, um, persistence can almost be, um, persisting for the sake of persisting right like the the ultimate goal the outcome you're looking for is just perseverance um you know that's the reward in and of itself so it is it's really important to pick what you're after um and i was given some really um good i guess it wasn't really advice um i had a conversation so i have uh enrolled in college um (laughs) very excited um and i was talking to my you know new student advisor and she was asking me about you know why i had picked the program i had picked and as i'm telling her about it you know i don't know kind of felt like you know job interviewee sort of yeah and she stopped me and she said no, she said, really, I just want to know your why. Why do you want to do this? She said, not what you think I want to hear or what you think the right answer is. I'm looking for your why. And that way, when you lose motivation, I'm going to remind you of what you tell me right now. And I thought that was so important. Um, and I, you know, I've heard that before and I, you know, it just really resonated with me that it wasn't something I had thought about in my life recently um, about really knowing like your why. Are you persisting at something because, you know, I, you know, whatever, everyone in their thirties owns a house. Maybe you don't necessarily want to own a house, but you feel like you should. So you're persisting because everyone else picked that goal. Like, no, you should think about what's important to you, why it's important to you. And that's where we're gonna be successful. you can't persist at everything. You'll just run yourself completely into the ground and then you're sort of half-assing it all, right? Um, so pick the things that are important to you and what you're going to stick with 
know why you're going to stick with them. Um, and that can always change. I think that one of the really key ingredients in persistence is having the ability to adapt and adjust. Mm -hmm. um, and that's not suggesting you should compromise your standards or your morals or your beliefs or your desires, you know, anything like that. Um, but know when something's not working or when something is not attainable and maybe it's never attainable or maybe it's just not attainable yet. Um, maybe when you need to set a more realistic first goal before you can reach that. Um, you know, if for instance, you've written a manuscript and you mail it off a hundred times and you get a hundred rejections, I mean, look at JK Rowling, right? Like, mm -hmm. um, she kept at it and I think many of us are glad that she did, mm -hmm. but you need to be aware of, you know, um, as you're persisting, do I need to make some adjustments? Mm -hmm. Um, you know, maybe you really have something and you just haven't been able to break through yet. And that's great. Keep at it. But do know like, you know, okay, I've got a hundred rejection letters with the same feedback. Am I banging my head against the wall or should I, you know, maybe consider that and see if there's an adjustment I need to make. Or, you know, I've been dieting and I can't lose this last five pounds. Okay, well maybe calorie counting isn't working. Maybe I should adjust my exercise routine. Um, you know, whatever it is, Sometimes just persistence, repetitiveness um, is not the answer. <laughs> Sometimes persistence actually means reevaluating where you are, where you're trying to get, uh, and maybe adjusting the path a little bit. Exactly. Well, I think that that actually ties in nicely to thinking about your why, um, because you know something my husband always says is, you know, plan A never works. It's never going to be plan A. Yeah. <laughs> it pans out. It's always going to be plan B or C or something else. And I mean, if you look at, you know, people who have succeeded um, and, and we really look at the success stories that we hail, you know, they're all people that failed and failed and failed and, you know, had to adjust and adjust. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, it wasn't their first invention that, that changed history. It was their 101st invention in the change yeah. history. Um, so having that flexibility to kind of say, you know what, maybe I need to rework what I'm doing. Maybe I need to be open to taking what I'm doing in a sort of different direction than I had originally envisioned or something, I think can be easier when you do know your why, because mm -hmm. your why can remain consistent while your methods um, and everything else can kind of be more flexible. And I think that when you have that flexibility, it does make it a lot easier to persist and find success um, because you can kind of recognize when you are banging your head against the wall and when you're going, you know what, this is not working, but it's not the only way to achieve this. I can mm -hmm. keep going with my goal. I can keep striving to achieve this why, but you know, I can do it in this different way or something. Um, yeah. And so, you know, I think that those two actually go hand in hand really nicely. The, the more you're focused only on the exact thing you're doing um, rather than on why you're doing it. I, I think it's really hard to make changes and adjustments. Um, yeah. 
And I think that too, anytime you're working on something, it can be really hard to be flexible about it. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I think when we're pouring ourselves into something the way that we do, when we're, you know, really being persistent and stuff, we, we can just hold it really dear. It's our baby. Uh, you know, we're just, we can become really attached to it, but like our human children, allowing it to grow and flourish and sometimes go in a different direction than we ever would have, you know, imagined is, is, you know, probably going to be the best thing for it. Things rarely, things that do succeed rarely end up the way that they started. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Oh, exactly. And there's always options that you don't see from, you know, whatever step you're at right now, Um, or maybe you wouldn't see from your perspective. I often think this is interesting with my kids. Um, I mean, kids' minds just are not, um, they don't have the same, like, boundaries or containment that adult minds do, right? We get kind of rigid in the way that we think about things. And kids just really think outside of the box. They're very creative. And I think that a lot with my kids where we'll run into an issue with something and I will think there's, you know, two solutions and they rattle off 10 that I hadn't thought about. Um, And it really is very fascinating. And it's a nice reminder that just because we think that there's one path to one success isn't necessarily true. Um, That might just be from our limited perspective, be it where we are in the process or the constraints, you know, the blinders that we have on just because we are who we are and we see things the way that we see them. Um, As we move forward, other things may open up or other people may have good perspective. Um, I think another really important thing about perseverance, and we talked a little bit about this in our, you know, start before you're ready, which I think was actually our first episode. Um, But being okay with failure Mm -hmm. is also really, really important. You know, failure is actually crucial to success. You are going to have to fail a number of times before you ever succeed especially if it's something really worth having. Um, Things aren't valuable if you just, anyone can obtain it on the first try, right? Um, Failure proves that we're trying. It's eliminating the things that don't work. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's strengthening our our resilience. um, And it's really helping us fine tune what we're doing. Failure is really actually very important to perseverance. And I think that it's very, very easy after a string of failures, sometimes even after one failure, but certainly when you've had them piling up behind you, it can be easy to go, forget it. Um, and I think it's important to step back and remember that you're, you're building with all of those. Every single one of those failures is getting you closer to your success. And that can be a hard mindset, um, you know, to, to recall in that moment, um, you know, and if you're the type of person who likes accountability, um, you know, having somebody that can remind you of that is great. Some people don't necessarily like having people, you know, pushing them to do something. So, and, you know, that's fine too, but do try and remind yourself of it if you don't want someone else to. 
Yeah, well, it's um, something that I had written down was having role models to kind of look at to inspire you. But I think what's so important when you do that is to not just look at their successes to inspire you, but also their failures. Um, you know, you, you obviously want to pick someone who has succeeded probably because it's not going to be often very inspiring to look at someone who's never found success. It's usually the success that they do eventually achieve that you find so inspiring. But I think it's equally important to find out about, you know, the failures that they had along the way, because if they had stopped at any of those points, then they would not be this inspiring success story that you're looking at for inspiration. Um, they would be, you know, just in, in the bucket of all the failures, right? Like, you know, it was the fact that they kept going the first time they failed, the second time they failed, however many, and usually, like you say, anyone who has achieved great success that you would kind of know of as a role model and stuff is someone who's going to have failed many, 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 many times before. Um, and you know, you can usually find those stories. I actually, when you're for Christmas asked for this book, I think it was called dribble. I'll have to look and see if I can find it. Um, but it, it was just bad writing from famous writers. So all of these famous writers that, you know, you, you love and, and you read all their stuff and they're so great. Um, they submitted, you know, just some of their terrible writing that they either wrote when they were just younger and starting out, or, you know, maybe the first thing that they submitted to get published that got rejected or um, whatever. And, you know, I, I find that inspiring because it's like, well, look where they are now. They're this amazing author that I love and, you know, admire and, and what they wrote early on is, you know, terrible. And, um, so, you know, I think having those role models to look at is important, but then it's funny because you were talking about your kids and how creative they can be and your kids can be your role model. Your role model doesn't have to be, you know, JK Rowling or, um, you know, someone famous or something. I think that I learn from my kids as well. I mean, I remember whenever my, um, you know, my older son was just getting to the age where he was really starting to, um, you know, play with his toys and experiment with, you know, building things and whatever. And, and he was always obsessed with, you know, trying to like put toys inside of other toys. You know, if he had a truck with a cab, he would, you know, cram other toys inside of there or something. Um, and I just, I remember how, when he started to do this, initially I would kind of be there involved, kind of trying to play with him and help him. And when he would be trying to put something that was too big into something that was too small, I would, you know, initially I would, I would kind of be going, oh, well, that's too big. It won't fit. And I would, you know, try to show him something smaller or something. And then I kind of had this epiphany that, you know, he doesn't need me to show him that. Like he learns it himself by doing, he learns by trying to put it in and then realizing it doesn't fit and trying something else. And so I I kind of backed off. And when I did, I realized how often he was able to make it work what he was doing. And I had my own sort of learned confines where, you know, we, we do, we kind of learn these boundaries, um, that, you know, can be helpful so that we can look at something and sort of estimate and go, Oh, that doesn't look like it'll fit. I'll, I'll go with something bigger, you know, whatever. But then at the same time, 
we haven't always learned correctly. We've put ourselves yep. into these boxes that like you say, when you watch kids, they can do things and come up with solutions that we never would have imagined or thought was possible. Um, I've never been able to remember who said this. And so I've never been able to like look up the quote to get it exactly right. But I remember hearing a quote um, that was something along the lines of, you know, some so many amazing things are done by young people who are too young and stupid to know that it's impossible to do. And so they yeah. do it. <laughs> That's so true. But um, I mean, just real disrespect for failure <laughs> is so important in kids. Um, yeah. So I remembered when I was learning how to drive a school bus, I was getting my commercial license and I had never so much as like opened the hood of my own car, probably <laughs> since I was 16 and dad made me check the oil one time. You know? <laughs> Um, and I think I cried when he made me do that. So, you know, as I'm having to like learn how to do these inspections on commercial vehicles and I really, um, I, I, I'm like, I have swing like a pendulum between, you know, um, oh yeah, no problem. I can like handle this home renovation, even though I've never like picked up a saw before. No problem. Like stupid blind confidence. Or, I mean, I think about like, a time that I got my vehicle, um, not even stuck. It wasn't even stuck, but you know, we were camping and it was winter time and so it was a little icy. And I remember saying, Oh God, like, we're just gonna have to like live here now, you know? And like, <laughs> because I had tried two times to get up the hill and couldn't make it. Um, I was like, well, are, we live here now, you know, like, I hope we all packed enough stuff. Cause this is, and of course it wasn't, you know I mean? It was fine. We got out, but, um, I either give up or I'm way overly confident. And in this situation, I was, I needed to do it. I couldn't give up, but I was not feeling that confidence and it was really showing. Um, and every time that I would kind of get stuck on something or have a moment where I didn't know what to do, um, you know, that side of me of just like, well, I don't know, you know, I don't know what makes it go magic you know, it's the alternator, but you know, I don't, I can't remember that word. I don't know, whatever. And I don't want to say I got like flippant, but I really was struggling very much because I didn't want to fail. Um, so I almost just wasn't trying. Mm -hmm. And, um, the instructor that was training me, like we had a serious, like come to Jesus moment. We sit down and he closed the door and he said, you know this stuff and the stuff that you don't know you are more than capable of learning you you have it you need to have more confidence and i mean he was he was we just talked about nice versus kind in our last episode um he was not nice <laughs> he was <laughs> kind and he said this is going to do you a lot of good when you go for your test and he said quite frankly it will probably do you a lot of good in life you need to have more self-confidence um you need to trust yourself more and you need to be willing to push yourself. And in the moment I was a little taken aback, um, you know, sort of a blend of confused, offended, um, you know, <laughs> and also like a little bit proud. I don't know. I mean, it was sort of a weird feeling. Yeah. Um, but I went home and I sat with that and I realized he was right. Um, and that was a hard realization to come to, but um, 
that has actually served me very, very well. Um, recognizing that I am capable of things if I'm willing to try them and I'm willing to maybe look a little bit foolish or get things wrong. Um, but I'm, I'm really no worse off than if I hadn't tried at all. Mm -hmm. So many of us just give up because we don't want to fail, but isn't giving up a failure in and of itself. Like we're still not reaching our goal. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I don't know. I think I'd like to, you know, sort of be caught trying, you know, at least like be making the effort. And if you don't get there and sometimes you don't, sometimes knowing when to stop is important too. Um, you know, am I just spinning my wheels here? Is this not something that I want anymore? Like, has my why changed? Um, but I think that I, you know, being able to look back and go, I really gave it my all. I wholeheartedly feel like I did the best that I could do. And I tried everything that I could try. And then I made a decision that it, you know, either wasn't worth making more sacrifice for, or, um, you know, I wanted to do something different, whatever rather than just, I didn't do it because I was scared of failing. Yeah. Or, or just didn't believe in myself. Just right. I would fail and didn't really give myself a chance. I think that's a great story to be a reminder that, you know, confidence is so important, uh, in persisting, because I think a lot of times what does drag us down and make us quit is the belief that we can't do it. We're not good enough. And again, I, I look to kind of looking at role models, um, not to be obsessive. I'm not one that's like, you know, try to be just like somebody, but just, we can learn from people who've gone before us. Um, and I mean, it doesn't even have to be your role models, just people who are out there who are success stories. Sometimes just those reminders that they're just people they're just human yeah. beings and they just they worked hard and oftentimes they just they believed in themselves so yeah. much um and just that belief in yourself alone sometimes can get you really far even sometimes when you have no expertise or skills or something you can get by on just confidence for a while <laughs> until you gain uh more skills and stuff and so um you know i think that yeah it's important to believe in yourself. And when that's hard to do, I think it, it can be helpful to remember that, you know, everyone who ever learned this started at the beginning and, and, you know, some people have a natural knack for things and stuff, but, but I mean, really everyone who came before you, who's done something great, you know, they're a human being and they've gone through struggles and they've, you know, probably had these moments like you're having, um, well, I actually have this, um, this like, um, chart thing graph thing anyway um, picture um, it's called the emotional journey of creating anything great and so this is the emotional journey that is inevitable and perhaps necessary anytime you're going to create something great um, and it starts off with like this is the best idea ever and then it kind of starts dipping down like this is harder than I thought and then it goes down into the lowest dip and it's called the dark swamp of despair and then then you come up out of there and it's like okay well it still sucks but it's getting a little better and then like hmm okay hey wow and then you know you come up to the end and achieve your thing and you're like this is one of the things I am most proud of um, and this is the journey that everybody 
goes through when they're yeah. trying to do something that's that's big that's important that's hard and so kind of like I have that hanging up as a reminder that you know when when you get down into those depths of despair and it just feels like this is awful this is not going well this is not worth it that that is unfortunately part of the journey yeah. <laughs> of doing something and it kind of again going back again to our other podcast goes back to when we talked about happiness and sometimes that long-term happiness that true deep satisfaction with your life and where you're at um it comes from persevering through that really just low hard point of something um but just remembering that that is a natural part of things that even the most competent seeming people that just you know you you think they're the best they go through it too and it's just it's it's part of it and so believe in yourself that it's not you know when things are not going well and it's rough it's not just you necessarily it's not you know no. something that you created because you're not good enough it's just part of the process for everybody it is and I think it's that part of the process that weeds out the I don't mean this in a mean way but like you know the great from the average mm-hmm. right um and there's nothing wrong with being average I don't mean you know like no. as people as individuals as beings or whatever but um I think that those that are willing to find their way out of those pits of despair, because that's tough, right? Like, you know, the way out, the way you came in, but to struggle to find the other side. And then from there, it's not like it's all easy. It's still like the, you still have to go up the other side of the hill, yeah. right? <laughs> like once you get out, it's still an uphill journey. Um, and I think that's really what separates people. Um, and I think it's important to know that like when you're going through those struggles, like you say, it's that's, those are there for everybody. And obviously it may be easier or harder for some people, you know, I don't know what your resources are or, you know, sort of your natural ability. Um, that's going to be different for everybody, but we're all going to be on that same sort of pattern. Um, you know, it's going to follow that same wavelength, uh, however extreme that is. To hang in there. I do think that it is important to though, and you and I have talked about this, to know when you need to allow yourself a break. Yeah. Don't be like we were talking about, you know, um, persisting for the sake of persisting. Yeah. You know, be, you know, if you need a like, okay, I'm just really I'm exhausted. I'm starting to resent what I'm doing. It's okay to take a break. Like if your why is still there and it's strong and you want to accomplish something, pace yourself. Sometimes that means pushing really hard when you need to push hard. And sometimes that means taking some time to recover. And that's all okay. There's a difference between pausing to rest and giving up. There's a difference between sort of rerouting and giving up. Um, You know, it's really okay to take care of yourself and make sure that, you don't lose yourself as you're trying to reach that goal. Um, you don't want to get so focused on the steps. Like you said, the steps a is never going to be the plan that works out. Right. (laughs) Um, but you don't want to get so consumed with, you know, letting every step of the way burn you down so much that by the time that you get to the end, it's not even the goal you wanted anymore. 
Um, so I think that taking time to evaluate where you're at, um, what your needs are in that moment, where your goal is, and you know, um, handling those accordingly is important. Exactly. Well, I was just reading an article earlier today about that. And so I had pace yourself down on my <laughs> notes. I had as role well. models down. <laughs> <laughs> We're stealing each other's stuff. Um, but um yeah, because, you know, in the article, it was saying the thing is that when we're persevering toward a goal, a lot of times what happens is that the finish line keeps moving. What we mm-hmm. think we're working toward, you know, we really kind of get there, but then, you know, we, we need to get to the next level or something. And, and oftentimes there's not just a clear finish line that, you know, oh, we cross it and then we're done, you know, unless it's a really structured sort of competition or, you know, something like that. If it's, it's, if it's real world experience, the finish line often continues to move. And so, like you say, sort of keeping in mind that the, the idea that, well, I'll just push really hard now and then, and then it'll slow down is usually not true. Usually you push really hard and then you still have lots of work and you still have to keep pushing hard. Um, And so, you know, and and you're going to be more productive. You're going to be more creative. You're going to be better able to handle the workload and do what you need to do. If you are pacing yourself correctly, taking some time off, um, Mm -hmm. you know, knowing when, like you say, you just need to step away and slow down a little bit um, and stop pushing so hard um, and really just taking it, yeah, one step at a time with that flexibility and not getting so far ahead and so caught up and it has to be this because it has to end up this way, Um, you know, just pace yourself. It's it's a marathon, not a sprint. Focus on one foot in front of the other, um, you know, at whatever pace is sustainable for you. Um, you know, that's, that's really important to persistence, I think. Um, and then I think another thing that's really helpful and important as well, when you're in the thick of it, and again, maybe you're in the depths of despair, you know, maybe you, you've just failed or you feel like you're failing or, you know, you're just, whatever it is that makes it so hard because there's so many things <laughs> um something i've been finding helpful to practice lately um is the cognitive behavioral therapy um where you, the practice where you just kind of stop and evaluate your thought and go is this fact or is this a feeling that i'm having because mm-hmm. feelings aren't facts and yeah. so you know it, it, like you say the example of like well we're just gonna live here <laughs> you know? I mean, we're never gonna get out we're gonna be here forever to kind of because we we do that all the time right we just we have these yeah. really extreme thoughts and reactions and so to kind of stop and go okay is that, is it true? Is that a fact? Or is that the way that I'm feeling right now? And then reframe it and, and state the facts of the situation only. Um, And I think that I've been finding that so helpful because I think when you do state only the facts and remove the feelings from it, um, even though oftentimes I'll kind of think about the fact that, you know, this, does not feel good, you know, right. and that's, that's part of the fact of the situation. Um, but, you know, not, not go beyond that to bring my feelings into what is actually happening. I'll just realize how manageable the situation is yeah. and how normal it is and how this is, you know, when it's stated in a factual way, it just, it looks very much like a normal part of any 
process, you know, uh, you know, maybe a problem that is, yeah, wow, that's a difficult problem, but it just, it seems so much more manageable when you remove the feelings from it and kind of go, what are the facts only right now? That's what I need to focus on. Yeah. Yeah. I think that that's huge. We let our emotions dictate so much for us. Um, and they're, we shouldn't, I mean, they're fleeting and they're fickle and sometimes they're completely outside of reality. (laughs) Um, you know, or we're feeling something based on something entirely different. Um, you know, I'm having a bad day because I overslept this morning and I rushed around. And so now I'm going to let that decide how I'm going to handle a completely irrelevant situation this afternoon with consequences. Um, you know, we should, we should be really careful to think about, is it a factor? Is it a feeling? Um, you know, and when we're deciding how to continue with something difficult, I think that's really, really important is to separate out your facts and your feelings. For sure. And I think sometimes that can do the work for you too, of kind of knowing what the next step is, even if that next step is like you say, like, you know what, the facts here are that this is not working and I don't want to continue to spend more, you know, time, money, resources on this. Um, You know, either I want to just completely change direction and do something completely different or just, you know, walk away. Um, or, you know, oh, maybe if, maybe when you can calm down, you can slow down, get into a better pace, look only at the facts. You can start to be more creative in the way you're thinking and seeing all those other solutions that are out there that when you're in an emotional state, you get sort of tunnel vision, but when you can step back and slow down, sometimes you can start going, you know what, there's a lot of different ways to go here that I wasn't really considering, you know, that sort of catastrophizing makes it feel like there's one way only that things are going to go forward. Um, Well, you were talking about pace as well. And I wanted to touch on that. Um, I liked when you were talking about this idea that like, if I can just power through when things are busy right now, they'll settle down and they never do. Mm -hmm. And I don't think that that's just sort of a coincidence. I think it's because we sort of, um, establish that as the new baseline Mm -hmm. that becomes this is the pace I can handle and then we start taking on a little bit more and a little bit more somebody had asked me that recently uh, you know talking about hockey season is now over but both of my kids play hockey and I have you know traveling hockey kids now and you know, elementary school, it's already like you're going and staying in hotels for tournaments and games and stuff. It's overwhelming. And someone was asking me that, oh my gosh, like you have two kids knowing this and you work full time and you did, and how do you do it? And it almost was like a fear within me to examine how I do it. And my answer (laughs) was just lots of coffee. And I try not to think about it because if I stop and acknowledge just how much is on my plate, I will probably just collapse. <laughs> and, and and I mean, we laughed about it and we're laughing about it now, but it is unfortunately true that sometimes mm-hmm. we just, we never do slow down. We keep thinking that, I don't know, the universe is just going to like 
give us a break point I, they're not no. you know, like the, nobody's waiting there to go hey this is where you stop and get a drink of water <laughs> um unfortunately what happens is more and more stuff keeps getting added on and so you just run faster and faster and you know you carry more and more whatever it is um and so i think that it is important to be aware of your pace know when you need a break know when you need to slow down sometimes you do need to speed up sometimes separating your facts from your feelings you need to say i'm tired and i'm burnt out but i really do have to complete you know get to whatever benchmark yeah um because otherwise i'm forfeiting the things that have done up to this point mm -hmm. sometimes that's important but i think more often than not the society we live in today the thing that we should be doing is actually taking a break we do tend to put a lot on our plates. So, yes. Yeah. Yes. Hundred <laughs> percent. Yes. Well, did you have anything else that you wanted to add, or should we move into highs and lows for the week? I think we covered a lot of great stuff. I feel like there's a lot to chew on there, so I think we can not put any more on our plates. <laughs> yes. This kind of felt like a. Um, you know, like a 100th episode or something to me it's not our 100th episode but it's you know like where they show all the flashbacks of like yeah. things that have happened to the characters on shows as you go through we're yeah. like refer back to this podcast and in this podcast we talked about i don't know it's kind of a fun one, <laughs> no, it's um, a fun one. <laughs> so let's see i think you started last time with highs and lows so i'll start us today so my low has been um that a lot of people in my life are leaving and moving on and it's been hard. Uh, as an adult, I, you sort of feel like, you know, things have stabilized. Um, you know, there's not gonna be a lot of big changes in life at this point. And that's not true. And uh, so I have a coworker that uh, left last week and that has been really hard. We worked very, very closely together. He and I shared an office. Um, we actually just worked closely together in most aspects of our jobs. And we complemented each other's work styles really well. Of all the coworkers I've ever had, uh, I think that we worked the best together. Like he was my favorite person, you know, in a, in a work relationship before. And he's going to be very hard for me to replace for the work that he did for me. Um, so that was, that was really hard. It was very sad to see him go. Um, there's somebody else in my personal life that's going to be leaving soon. And that's just, it's been tough to think about, you know, those losses and, you know, um, see, now I'm going to start crying. I've never Aww. cried on a low before. Um, <laughs> but it is, it's tough to acknowledge the losses that that's going to be and not knowing what will replace those. Um, so that's been hard, um, you know, but it's been a lot, you know, I have a lot of good memories with these people and we'll stay in touch, but it is going to be hard uh, in day-to-day -day life to be losing them on my nicer high now. <laughs> I'm going to move on before I like really start crying. Um, but for my highs, the weather, I'm going to say two highs. I picked two highs last time too. See, like I'm, I'm real working all the way here. Um, the good. weather has been fantastic here um, out in Vermont. And it has been up until yesterday where it snowed. Uh, <laughs> it 
them like in the high 60s and the 70s and so we were on spring break my kids and i were outside like basically the whole week until the snow came and we had days where we actually didn't eat a single meal inside we had picnics we were uh, i'm vaccinated now and so we've been sort of able to open our social circle back up we've been having some you know like outdoor play dates and picnics and playing basketball and just being outside has been glorious it's so nice when the kids are like can we ride our bikes can we walk the dogs can we go to the park and play can we just sit outside um it's really been wonderful so that's been a just a huge relief after a very long winter um my other high though was very exciting my oldest son is very into legos anyone who is into legos or has kids that are into legos knows how ridiculously expensive these are <laughs> and that while they see you know you can build anything with legos but for specific kits you have to have very specific pieces um my son is not old enough to have been interested in legos when these star wars ones he wanted came out so now to find them on ebay you know some of them are like three four hundred dollars that he wants and he's old enough to like find them on ebay now so he's like price watching <laughs> all of these and i have been helping and i came across somebody who was selling a huge bin of legos like probably 30 pounds of legos and i actually got her down to half the price she was asking and there was the instruction book for one set he had wanted it was in one of the pictures so i was like i bet the pieces are in there and we spent a huge chunk of the spring break on the days that were not nice and we were outside digging through thousands of legos pulling up instruction <laughs> manuals online and he actually put together this set that he wanted this you know 300 set that i never could have afforded to just buy him just to buy um but he has it now he's been wanting it for a very long time we had a blast getting it uh it was one of those like right after school hop in the car we're gonna drive an hour and a half each way to go get these legos uh it was a real adventure but uh it's been really really fun and you know it's been fun playing with all the legos with them too you know, and having a good time with that so those were that was my highs of the week oh well i love that you had two highs both times that's uh -huh. that's not a bad thing <laughs> <laughs> um but my low would be having to do with perseverance. And I, <laughs> I mentioned in our last pod, podcast that, you know, I've been working on this project of this social media thing and this event and stuff. And, um, you know, it really does feel when you get to the work of it, when you're in the brainstorming and the idea mm -hmm. mode, and you're really like thinking about all the possibilities and it's just like, it's, it's fun and it's exciting and it's inspirational and stuff. And then when you get to the work of it and making it happen, it gets harder. And then when you hit those snags, those yeah. plan A is not working, you know, then you just, you really are in that depths of despair and it starts feeling like, well, maybe we're just not cut out for this. Maybe I just don't have the right skills for this. You really start seeing your weaknesses <laughs> and the yeah. areas of um sometimes what feels like just incompetence and you know just it's it's you know it's a struggle to persevere on 
you know, the, the more important something is, or the more it means to you or something, um, you know, the more, the more of a struggle it's going to be usually. Um, and so, you know, it's just been, you know, hard work and trying to persevere and have that confidence and not give up, but also pace myself correctly so that I'm not doing that. Well, I'll just push and then <laughs> it'll be fine. Um, all of that, all of that is hard. All of that takes work and all of that does feel like a low <laughs> for sure, rather than a high, even though there are the great high moments within, you know, I think overall it has been a bit of a stretch of, of, low. Um, but you know, that's okay. I sort of cling to the, the high moments that exist within where it feels like maybe we're coming out of the, the swamp of despair. But, um, but yeah, I would say that's been a low. It's just kind of the extra level of stress that has been there and, and feeling like, God, if I was better at this, this would be easier. If I was, if I had more skills in this area, this would be better. Um, but yeah, persevering through. And then it's funny because my high that has been sort of a helpful little reprieve from all the work and stuff has also been the weather. <laughs> That's what I put down as my high too, because just gosh, the spring weather, when it just starts getting warm and things start blooming and there's flowers and, you know, we, we mowed the lawn for the first time of the season uh, today. Oh. We did our first <laughs> lawnmower of the year um and just yeah the the green grass and plants and the trees are all blooming and you know it's it's just it's nice it's really nice and it's nice to be able to go be outside in the fresh air and um you know it's just been that perfect weather that you get in the spring where it's not too hot it's not too cold you're just out there just comfortable um I, I thought of uh I can't remember the date but isn't it Miss Congeniality and they ask what's your perfect date and and the girl says I think it's April something April 29th or something, something. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I, I keep thinking about that when I step outside because it's um it's April now I guess it probably won't be in this airs but um yeah I'll think oh my favorite date is <laughs> April whatever because yes. um, it's yeah it's just been really nice and just the, the sunshine and um it's it's a really nice mental health break I think when yes you know you're feeling stressed and you can go outside and we were talking earlier about how you can go outside in bad weather but it's not always <laughs> pleasant and rejuvenating yeah. and <laughs> Not a stress reliever most of the time. Yeah. Stress, especially when you've got kids and you're, yeah, it's, it's, it cannot always be pleasant to go outside, but in this kind of beautiful weather we've had, um, that has been very good for my mental health to be able to go and yes. be outside. So. Yes. <laughs> oh, well, good. Oh, good. Well, hopefully the weather stays nice for both of us. It does look like we're um, you know, out of the woods on the snowstorms for a little bit. So <laughs> yeah, hopefully that was the farewell. <laughs> I know. Yeah, it was, it was so funny. It was like, we were out in sandals and shorts and stuff and then got up in the morning and there was snow. <laughs> the dogs, when we stepped outside, were looking at me like something's wrong here. <laughs> <laughs> this is supposed to be over. <laughs> yeah. 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 So hopefully it can be our high again next time. Still the weather. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 
Uh, well, thanks for tuning in and we hope you'll join us again next time. Bye. Bye. World. World.